You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quarter Life Crisis, where we talk about all the things that people in their 20s and 30s face. I am Soraya. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Fairy. Hello, Fairy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> On today's episode of Quarter Life Crisis, we'll be talking to Fairy about mental health as well as leaving a long term relationship. And how they're kind of linked to each other. I think, Daryl, like our relationships are the same duration, right? It's like going to be five years. It's going on five My, years. It was uh, slightly past already. So you're slightly yeah. past. Mine is almost hitting the five year mark. But yeah. Fairy's was longer. How long was that? It was seven years when it ended. And you know how people talk about the seven year itch? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> two years for you and three years for you. Ah, so you actually used to think, ah, no, lah, it's a and then you realize yeah it's real no after yeah people mm. were saying that yo people keep breaking up at seven years I'm like hmm I wonder why mm. yeah I guess it's the time where it's like where is this going where is this heading it's already seven years are we gonna hit ten years I don't know was it gradual or was it like sudden I think it was gradual in a way it's it's not that we wanted it to end it just I started to notice where what are we doing and are we really compatible? Are we working towards the same things? Because we always wanted the same things. Mm. But towards the end, it kind of felt like the teamwork started to change. The way we okay. communicated, was it was difficult. Not to say that it was so easy in the beginning. We were younger then, right? And then we learned how to communicate. It did get better. But over time, I think we grew differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what made how we see things to be different like we still wanted to have a family eventually for example but how we worked towards it it wasn't as clear with working together so I suppose that's part of it I can't really speak for both of us completely because it's not fair to him Mm -hmm. I mean that's how it gradually set in so you know let's just take a step back and talk about this seven year relationship that you left not too long ago how old were you when you met how did you meet i was about 20 20 turning 21 i think we met through mutual friends yeah we had similar passions in music we're very understated people very chill and we had similar values and principles in life at the time i think we're an example of people growing differently as you go and and a lot of people even said to me it was because you started young and that's how you start yeah. to change over time. You evolve over time. So it makes sense to why it probably didn't last. And mm. I guess it's because like this whole age of 20 to 30, yes. you go through an adulting phase where you actually get out of college being dependent yes. and then you become independent yeah. and then your goals change, yeah. your personalities change. Yeah. And, exactly. And, yeah, and I, yeah. I think you eventually change the people around you and it eventually sort of affects your relationship around you as well. Mm. You could be like a plant where, you know, the leaves are... They're both growing. Yeah, they're growing. You put them outside, you water it. And they're both growing, but maybe... Growing in different directions. Where they grow, that's a whole different (laughs) (laughs) The leaves, 
they diverge, you know, and after yeah. that, oh, cannot already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're going the same direction. It's just the way you're going is just different, right? Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's natural. Sometimes yeah. it just happens mm. like There's that, no right? Right and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can talk to you about a few things while we lead up to this topic again. Mm-hmm. Starting with you know your own struggles with mental health and how they used to affect your previous romantic relationships. Because you told me off the mic that um, you had issues when you were younger that affected your relationships in the past. Yeah, I would say that I struggled with anxiety without knowing that it was anxiety. There weren't, there were some not so easy relationships, like there were partners that lied a lot, and then I, that was very confusing. So that made things a little bit harder for me, trust wise. So I think along the way, you carry the baggage into the next one you don't mean to, and then you feel anxious because you feel that same thing might happen to you again, which I'm sure it's normal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there was one moment where I knew that I got nervous when I got cut off from communication, for example. Or if I get emotional, I feel that I tend to think that I'm too much based on past experiences. So then when something like that happens, I probably blame myself. And then that sort of thing repeated and carried on in different relationships, I suppose. But I didn't know what it was. It was some sort of like anxious abandonment or something like that. But over time, I learned more about it and then I knew how to deal with it better. So in your recent relationship, you ended seven-year relationship. At the early stages, did you feel that certain sense of anxiety hitting you? Yeah, I noticed that when I got close to the person, then I'll start getting a bit anxious and then probably want to push them away and he was understanding of that but he was also had his own nervousness as well Mm. so it was a bit difficult but over time I knew that this person was still there like I could trust him even though like there were some erratic moments where we would argue a lot but when I knew that this could be trusted I suppose I thought okay this is this is okay this is sort of a safe space but yeah, he, he dealt with it, but it wasn't easy. So a lot of the time, like I would always feel that, oh, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Mm. So that's why when I went to therapy to sort that part for myself, I really did learn a lot where I learned a lot about boundaries and not to blame myself for everything. Because of course it takes two people. And what she taught me was there's a relationship and then there's you and the other person. So there's actually taking care of three things. So you got to know where you begin and where the relationship begins. Over time, I started to learn and I realized that, oh, I can't blame everything on myself. It's a two-way street and then, you know, two of you have to take care of the relationship as well. I mean, were there a lot of things in the relationship that you just felt you couldn't control and, you know, losing that control was what sent you spiraling? Yes. So yeah, anxiety is a lot to do with not finding it easy to deal with uncertainty, right? So I I can be kind of a control freak. I can be perfectionistic and I want everything to be in place. So I'll just keep checking on certain things. So what did you feel was out of control in this, in your relationship? Was it just like not really knowing what the future held for both of you? I thought from the beginning, we knew what we wanted to do. But towards the end, I said, okay, are are we doing these things? And then he says, yeah, of course. But the way that we were doing things, we were not on the same frequency when we were handling it. So I think that's what happened. Because I feel like a lot of people probably have similar goals, right? Probably they want to start a family one day or settle down, the normal things, right? Mm -hmm. And 
We wanted that too, but the way that we were going about it, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but it was just butting heads all the time.、Mm. It was very frustrating that we cared for each other and we wanted these things, but we just couldn't see eye to eye and we we're just like arguing, arguing, arguing. You spoke about therapy. At what point did you decide that, yeah, I probably need therapy? I've always loved therapy. When I was young, I always wanted to go. And learn more about myself in general. I'm like that. I love self development,、okay. I love psychology. And I always felt like I wanted to know more, and I felt that I was anxious without even knowing what it was. Or maybe just in general, just wanted to learn. And I think that was about probably after high school, I was、mm. interested. And then I didn't do it. And then when I was in the long distance part of the relationship, I really felt that I wanted to find out more. Okay. And I was having like emotional outbursts from time to time, and I felt like, okay, now I really, really want to understand what's going on. So, this was just therapy for yourself, or did you guys go for couples therapy together? We did do a few sessions. Couples therapy? Yes. Okay. To learn more about that. And because I felt like I'm doing my own bit. What about us? Like, what, what, is, what、mm. is going on? Maybe because I'm very determined. I always want to learn and understand more. And also, we weren't the type that was just to just give up, just like that. So, we're like, okay, let's go and find out more about it. And we did. As far as I understand, when you speak about couples therapy, I think about、uh, marriages, like、mm. pe- people who have, are very already really deep into relationships, already got married, got kids, so they go for, for things like that to help them out. Yeah. So when you have a lot of things to lose, then I would probably understand that.、Mm. Yeah, okay, yeah, you need couples therapy. But、yeah. like a seven year relationship, you guys are not married, you guys are not engaged. What exactly does couple therapy help, sessions help you with? For me, naturally, and I suppose for him as well, we don't have a problem with just. Wanting to find out more. I mean, I also found Kirsten Bell and Dan Shepard, they're like super into couples therapy and I love it. And they also believe that you should always do that even before and pre marriage, everything. So I strongly believe in that too. Before you go into just when everything is damaged and you go in, it's very difficult.、Mm. But even beforehand or in the middle of it, it's always good to kind of understand the dynamics.、Right. Of your relationship. So I'm very open in that sense. To add to what Daryl said just now, I mean, there is a stereotype, I guess, because it's always this thing that I associate、yeah. with people who have been married、mm. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But actually, the way that you're describing it now, it's actually a very helpful way to examine the dynamics of your relationship at whatever stage you might be at.、Mm. And the thing is, I think there are so many relationships where you, you might have these deep rooted issues that kind of just fester there. And then you never speak about it, just put it aside.、Yes. You never、yes. ever address it and、yeah. just grows and、yeah. grows and grows. And at one point, you might just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many times have we just heard about relationships that there's an elephant in the room, but no one ever addresses it, right?、Mm. And then it、yeah. just gets worse. And then one day, you hit a breaking <laughs> point, and then you cannot go back and you undo all the damage、yeah. because you never talked about it.、Mm. So, this is, do you feel、yeah. like it's almost like a wellness check? A、yeah. relationship wellness check、yeah. where you're like checking in with supplementary, maybe. Yeah. It's sort of like, all right, how's it going? And when there is that neutral third party there, that person can look at it more objectively. Yes. yes. And see it in a way that maybe you or your partner can't. Yeah, it makes a lot of difference because when it's just you back and forth, then emotions run high and then you're not really listening to each other. But when someone else is observing, 
what's happening, then you start to realize the things that you're saying. And then she even wanted to do like a role playing argument sort of thing. Wow. Which I think we did kind of like argue a little bit <laughs> in front of her. But then you're able to look at the bigger picture, you know? Instead of just going in and zeroing in on the problem and just going on and on and on about it, you don't see the big picture. It's good to put it out in the open yeah. and then examine things on the microscope. But, you know, you learn a lot from it. I was just imagining, like, uh, you spoke about how you were always been open to therapy and your ex-boyfriend you guys were very open to it and you were willing to learn and I was just thinking if, if someone would ask me to go for ther- couples yeah. therapy or, or, or anything like that and I brought my girlfriend along with me it would be like if I have a third party trying to sort of solve my problems <laughs> I'd be like hey what do you know like you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah because like if I think of it that way I don't think I will be as open enough to let someone Uh, into our problems because mm-hmm. I think I know myself and I know the relationship well. Mm. I, I think it's mainly because of ego. La. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever overcome it but sorry, what do you think? Oh, like <laughs> if, would I go for therapy? Yeah, would, you, would you ever consider it? <laughs> oh my God. If someone asked me to go for it right now, you know what? Maybe I would be willing to give it a go. I am a very private person generally and I also don't know if I would be so open to share right. the issues that I have. I mean, I don't I don't the thing is like now I'm saying I don't think I have a lot of issues <laughs> but what if you know a third party like a therapist would yeah. actually hear all these things and be like ah I detect all these different things that you could work on but yeah I'm a pretty private person so um, I, <laughs> yeah I don't think my boyfriend would be in, interested either but <laughs> something to think about I probably wouldn't do it but I would consider it mm. yeah that's, that's okay. my very long answer to your question it's funny because <laughs> Just today, my friend said to me, because she also does therapy, but she doesn't enjoy it. I enjoy my therapy, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly, I love therapy so much. But she said to me, she's like, I don't think I like my therapy anymore. I don't want to do therapy. And I said, why? And then she said, she feels weird about telling a stranger all her private stuff. And I said, but you meet friends slowly you become closer to them then you tell them your private stuff right but this is a person who was trained to listen to your <laughs> private stuff so she hasn't responded to me on that <laughs> but, but I think that's fair that makes sense to me like they're trained to listen to you and examine things it doesn't mean that they're perfect every time I'm sure that not every therapist is for you right so I said maybe you want to change your therapist she's like yeah but I don't like that. I said well if you don't like therapy in general maybe yeah, it probably do wouldn't work yeah but just do other things you don't have to just do therapy but I was saying that if you're talking in the private sense they are not allowed to tell anyone yeah. anything you have to sign papers and everything and then there are your friends who might be blabbermouthed yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly So you guys have been in a very long relationship, yeah. right? And you guys have invested so much in it. Mm. You guys know each other in and out. And like you said, towards the end, you guys were on the same page. It's just that you guys are reading different things. Yeah. And at what point did you figure out, ah, maybe yeah, so it's not I think right? The mm. question that you're asking is like, how did I know whether mm. it was the right? That yeah. was a thing which really, I thought about that after. It's that the answer is... You don't know. You'll never know. <laughs> You'll oh, never <man>. know. <laughs> so 
I'm a strong believer in always trying your best and just doing your best in whatever <laughs> that you do. Mm. So I tried really hard and then yet I still felt there was just this difficulty there. I think it just falls back to, I suppose, spirituality in a way. Eventually, like, you don't know, but when you know, you know. When I was thinking of letting go, and maybe he was too, I just felt, I don't know, I'm not ready to let go yet. Okay. Mm. So it was for like a while. And then it just came to a point where just like, you know what, I think if it's not meant to be right now, maybe one day it is. It's not supposed to be this hard right now. Not to say that relationships are not hard. I just felt it was the time for me to just let go at this moment. It's like you said, when you know, you know. And yeah. you just knew. And just, I just time. couldn't explain what it was because it's just so many factors in a relationship. There's just no, no right answer. So you don't know, but I... I think as long as you try your best and you feel that the other person tried their best and and if, if you're not enjoying the relationship so much anymore, maybe it's time to take a break, cut it off and see what happens because I think there's just no real answer. If you were married, is also a different story. You still keep trying, but how do you know when to end a marriage as well? It's also a big question. No one knows. Yeah, yeah. no one knows. But when you do, you do, right? Did you feel, you know, seven years, so you sort of grew up together so for a lot of people especially as you start to push 30 as time goes on you get closer to marry marriage marriage she's uh, of a marriageable age you know what i mean right, and then yeah. your parents are like, hey they start to like oh, nudge yeah, you definitely. for a lot of people they would be like okay la you know what not happy never la you know what that means because if i break up now yeah. then i have to like go back to square one and start all over again and build a relationship up yeah. from the ground again and i feel people just kind of go along with it i know some people were just like yeah you know but i've always wanted to get married da, da, da. and then I'm like oh I don't understand <laughs> like I know that you do but wouldn't you want to have a relationship that you want it's not bashing people who want to get married that's fine but don't settle be happy with what you have with this person no. that's why I felt like we both tried to work on it but you can't hold on to it for dear life forever because what's the point you're not enjoying the relationship anymore for me, I was worried that if I leave this, what if I will not have the good things from what we had? Yeah. Because if you go, you might not ever have it again, or maybe you would, but I suppose that's just trusting in what will happen. And that's part of what is difficult for me, being anxious, right? Because being anxious is like trying to make sure every step of the way is fine mm -hmm. and yeah. is going according to plan. And you can't like control this, yeah. that. How yeah. long has it been since you left? A year. And is it enough? Getting out of that, like, it felt like, okay, now I don't have to think about someone for a while, mm -hmm. which was nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not that when you're in a relationship, you should think about the person all the time. You shouldn't. But I guess maybe because we were not jiving for a while, then it's tiring, right? So you just need a break to just relax. I think healing-wise, I think it's natural. There's like a void because there was this person there every day for seven years. You feel like, oh, there's something a bit different. Mm -hmm. something, right. Something's missing. Because you, you had a pattern, you had a routine. Like, you know, you go home from work and they're like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Let's go for dinner, you know? And then now it's that's not the case. But with me, I, I realized that in general, because I was so attached to the person as well, now I'm, I'm learning how to just be with myself more. In general... You need to fill yourself up with positive things and just being with yourself instead of like 
thinking about oh the next person that you're going to meet the next person you're going to meet like if it comes naturally then i welcome it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah looking i'm i'm not very good at looking so in a way if it happens it happens lah yeah and yeah. until then you're focusing on you yeah i guess like when you when you really fall in love with yourself mm. and everyone around you will gravitate towards you yeah. not that you're even hoping to like find many suitors you yeah. just want to love yourself yeah. for now it's and it's true and it's as cheesy <laughs> as it sounds i think even being in the relationship when i started to learn more about myself and understand myself better it really made a big difference to how i gave to the relationship right okay cuz when i didn't understand that it made it hard and then communicating was difficult and then you, you don't know your wants and needs but in therapy and learning and i read a lot in general <laughs> over time i learned oh okay i want this or i like this then i think you know how to be in a relationship as well when mm-hmm. you understand yourself better so that's really important and i think i didn't know that so much in the beginning towards the end i knew and then that kind of probably maybe answers the previous question about the courage to know whether to let go or not because uh-huh. i understood what i wanted for myself you know i was just trying to process everything <laughs> yeah. you guys been saying <laughs> yeah i mean there are so many like, i think i'm a very unconscious person <laughs> in my relationship so i mean like i of course i know what i want in the relationship i want i know where i want the relationship to be i know i'm i'm sort of very aware to where we both stand but i don't think so i think as deeply and as far because i think it's too much work <laughs> so i just like you know lie and you just enjoy it like if it if it works it works it doesn't work yeah. yeah if it doesn't work we'll try to fix it but how we yeah. fix it that's the story for a different day because yeah. i don't know because <laughs> i i really don't know because i you figure out things when when they come yeah. and half the time yeah. i don't want to think about it yeah. anyway Which I mean, is fair, yeah. There's also nothing wrong with yeah, just sort yeah. of like, you know what? I mean, you've mentioned this before. Take every day as it comes. Yeah. And yeah. if problems crop up, never mind. We'll cross the bridge when we come to it. I'm just yeah. going to yeah. enjoy the flow and go with the flow. Which, Which is what I'm like, working on too. Like, <laughs> you've got work to worry about. You've got this to worry about. What are you going to eat? You've got to worry about. And then there's a uh, problem which you have to solve ah yeah never mind like, you can worry about it so today we are nice tomorrow we talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah there is no one hard and fast approach yeah. there are so many ways to look at a relationship and things that might be a problem for some and for others it's not a problem at all yeah so you know that was about a year ago what have you done to heal and grow since then I travelled I visited friends when I travelled been meditating a lot and keeping to therapy as per usual and also cuz i love learning about mental health and i always wanted to start this mental health blog mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i had an instagram page where i share vulnerable stories anonymously because i was really into brene brown and she talks a lot about shame and vulnerability she has a super famous ted talk you should check it out when you speak vulnerably about Like for example today me telling you if like not everything but most things about what's happened to me it's not easy talking about mental health and talking about therapy it's mostly a taboo subject and I always wanted to do that here mm-hmm. in Malaysia and just having that space to just getting people to express and get more comfortable with it because when you're vulnerable with your stories it's not so weird and mm. awkward and bad to talk about like oh you have problems oh this is so bad and and right. and we have to be careful how we talk around you you know mm. just about making it the norm and i feel that's so important so i call it a mental hug when you read someone's story and then you see that oh it's not just 
me that's going through it. Other people are going through it too. And that's really comforting. And that's how I started my own thing called Sit in the Nude. Um, being vulnerable basically with people as if you are in the nude. So that's the point of my profile. <laughs> and it has helped you a lot, yes. you would say. Yeah. <laughs> so check it out on Instagram. Sit in without the G yeah. in the nude. In the nude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go through these posts while sitting in the nude at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, if you like our intros and outro music for this podcast, you can always check out the maestro behind all this. Check him out on Instagram at Nidusmas Music, N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S-M-U-S-I-C. So if you have trouble figuring out what Nidusmas is, it's basically <laughs> some sitting backwards, right? <laughs> so that's it for this episode of The Call Life Christ. Till next time, I'm Daryl. I'm Soraya. And I'm Fairy. Bye. Bye.